Hi, everybody. I'm John Lavelle. I'm Mark Saul. And I'm Matt Hobby. And welcome to Dad Scraps. We're just three dads trying to figure stuff out. And instead of keeping it to ourselves, we're going to talk about it. Over Zoom. <laughs> yeah, over Zoom. Yeah. Right, yeah. We're not even in the same room together. We're, mo- we're two-thirds of us are in our closets. Welcome to Dad Scraps Quarantine Edition. Quarantine Edition, maybe one of many. I mean, it feels like this is going to go on for a while. Not if you lived in Georgia. (laughs) No, not if you live in Georgia. (laughs) To all of our listeners in Georgia, particularly my extended family, good luck. Stay inside. Don't go to the gym. Stay inside. Yeah, Mom, Dad, please don't go out, even though uh, your moron governor says it's okay. And don't don't go to your kettlebell class, Matt's mom. We'll we'll send you a kettlebell. Yeah, I'll give you the one that I don't use. I bought I bought two kettlebells uh, probably five years ago because the first time I did a kettlebell workout, like many people, I was like, this is this is it. This is how I can access working out at home. And uh, I bought a fifteen pound one and a thirty five pound one. And uh, I've never used either. <laughs> I've never done a kettlebell, but 35 sounds pretty heavy. It, it sounds was heavier hard. than I expected yeah. it. It was heavier than I expected it to be. John, you're, you look, you're, your face is like you wimps. John, how heavy is that kettlebell that you like, leave around like, the backyard and say, oh, yeah, I was going to do some kettlebells, but I, gotta, I had to do something else. How, how um, heavy is that one? 35 pounds. It's heavy. Yeah, I know. I couldn't move I it. Swing I'm it. Like, I swing it. Oh, I've, been better, I've been better lately. It, it, it's, um, I was doing really well with my kettlebells yeah. until like, my daughter took notice of the kettlebell. Oh. And she's like, oh, I could, I could mess around with that. Oh, and then she just, she just tries to lift it. But we did pull-ups together tonight, which was- Now her feet adorable. are all like flattened because she's just dropped it on them so many times. <laughs> it's heavy. It's a cartoon. Where'd you, yeah, it's heavy. Where do you do yeah. pull-ups? Um, I set up like a little um, replaceable pull-up bar. Oh, cool. And I put it in the, um, it's like the one that hooks to the door frame, and I put oh, it in nice. the walk-in. Oh. The walk-in, oh. walk-in closet. Refrigerator? <laughs> the walk-in refrigerator, the Keeps, freezer. Stay cool, cool. stay yeah. cool it's while just, you work out. You it's know? just two meat hooks. Mm-hmm. And when the mafia isn't using it to That's store right. guys they whacked, yeah. I do pull-ups on it. That's awesome. Perfect. But um, I'm not doing, I mean, I used to do like 25 pull-ups in a row. Oh, I'm not, it's not even divisible by like a prime number anymore how many pull-ups I can do now. <laughs> it's so sad. I, <clears throat> I started doing pull-ups um, because I read a, an article of uh, Sterling Brown's workout. Mm-hmm. He was like, this is my workout for when I'm like on the road. And uh, my brother-in-law told me about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds like he does it three times, but I could probably do it once. It's like a circuit, you know? It's like, I could do, I could do it once. And it is brutal. I can't, get through the, I can't get through the first one without many breaks. Sterling K. Brown? Yeah. Of This yeah. Is Us? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah no, a, uh, a Sterling, Sterling H. Brown. Oh. He's a, he's <laughs> no, a, he's, yeah, he's very on a small. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's on a sci-fi show. Oh. Yeah, he's a, he, he does background on CSI Miami. Miami. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's ripped though. He's jacked. Yeah, jacked, totally. jacked. Yeah, I mean a great publicist. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. he's in Men's Health. So, 
How's everyone's how's everyone's hair doing? I got a haircut uh maybe a week or two before we went into isolation. So I'm I'm good for another couple weeks. I think I'll be fine. I also I really like danced on the razor's edge. I went to a barber right right at the right before it was all like Oh. When it wow. was still like, huh, I guess the barbershop's still open. Okay, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Try it. I'll do that. Yeah. See what happens. I, I look, um, I called um, a friend of mine on FaceTime, and they were like, whoa, you are open up to so many other roles. And I'm like, what kind of roles? And they weren't, they're not actors. They were like, you could play like a gas station attendant that gives directions to people and like warns them. that's what my look is now it's like yeah yeah it's an ominous gas station attendant right i see it so yeah yeah it's it's uh it's kind of you can go left at the water tower but don't go right (laughs) (laughs) where you going oh the hobby house Mm -hmm. (laughs) the hobby house doesn't sound threatening no sounds sounds really like a, a religious restrictive corporate entity uh, that that will that will not pay for contraception for its uh for its uh, uh employees but it'll pay for viagra but it will pay for viagra that is correct was that what was the name hobby lobby hobby hobby, hobby lobby yeah, yeah. Hobby lobby. people are always like you're the hobby lobby and i'm like nope don't please no let's not no Mm-mm. that'd be rough mm-hmm. a lot of people are shaving their head just for fun or is it for fun or is it just they want to or just because because you don't have you don't really have any obligations so you can kind of experiment with your your look but i I, don't know if i don't know if my hair will grow back i know (laughs) i'm afraid of that that's why i'm not doing it (laughs) yeah my my daughter shaved my i feel like i'll see exactly how uh thin how thin i've gotten yeah and i don't really want to know how close i am to being bruce willis uh, hair, hair wise. Right. You take right. the career. Oh, I'd sure. take the career. I'd take the workout. He has a workout too that he does on the road. I'm sure he does. But, he crawls you know. through a duct. Here, I'm going to say and something. I don't, think, right. I don't think Bruce. I don't think Bruce Willis is that hot. He's no really? Sterling K. Brown. Oh, no, well. I don't think he's hot. Sterling K. Brown. Mm-hmm. Bruce Willis. You know. Yeah. Fine. Sure. I mean, he's well past his prime. You, but you're like even in Die Hard, you're like not, you're not no. my, not my style. Actually, more now than when oh, he was yeah. in Die Hard One. Yeah. Oh yeah, interesting. It's got wisdom. The roadmap mm-hmm. of that face. I mm-hmm. want to see where it leads. Ah, I guess he is hot. <laughs> Never mind. Bruce Willis, if you're listening, I take it back. You're hot, dude. I have, I just have a, I have kind of a topic. It's, it's more of a concern. It's like attachment, but it's just pertaining to us being in the same room, um, every day, the same house every day. I, I'm a, for the past month or so. And I, you know, it's, we've definitely had our share of butting heads and stuff. My, my family and my, my kids and every, it's, it has its highs and lows, but um, I'm like worried about how attached I'm getting to my kids and how it's going to feel when we have to let them go back to school. And 
and how that transition is going to be for it's it'll probably be a lot harder for me and my wife than it will be for my kids but i'm just i'm just like kind of worried and wondering what it like what'll happen in, in that respect i mean there's so many other things to worry about but it's just how it's going to feel to let them go after seeing them from i mean i'm with them from 7 a.m. to 8:30 p.m. every day, nonstop. Um, so I don't know. Do you guys think about that or worry about that or not? Really. So you're worried. You're worried. No, no. So you're thinking about like not being seeing them all the time. Like yeah. When it's oh be, yeah. You're enjoying yeah. seeing them all the time. I I enjoy it. I mean, as as crazy as as it makes me, and as in just yes, it, it is very. It is very challenging, but then also, and I know, that, but I also know that it's, it is a very special time and I'm, I'm fortunate enough to just in, in the position I'm in to, to be able to be with them all the time. And this is really special that we, we get to do this, but, but then I just know that it's, it's going to be hard for me once they start going to school, um, for, you know, there's now there's even more things to worry about, but, but also just just the I have to do empty nest syndrome again sort of that's like the sweetest thing I've ever heard no, Mark no. I oh. I, <laughs> I also want to answer so, that question because I'm like he's <laughs> this is a oh yeah you're focusing on the good why do people do yeah, that yeah I mean I, I guess I that's I great. I hope we I mean I hope that we get to a place where we are going to be able to have that be the the like uh emotion you know like um where like sending them off to school feels like like it did you know at least uh like for me it just happened last fall was the first time we ever started sending roxy to preschool and it was like oh i'm so sad i miss her yeah or like, but I also like, you know, and I can see that she's sad when we leave and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure we will all go through that. But I think it's also going to be combined with this, like, what's the new normal, you know? Right. Um, not yeah. to, ju- not to like totally bring it down. I guess, uh, I really want, I want to be where you're at. I want to be where you're at, Mark. That's very sweet. No. Well, that. This is just part of where I'm at. I'm also, yeah, right now I'm just focusing on, on how, how nice it is and everything. But, oh, no, I, I do lose it. I, I lose it so much. Um, but also my wife and I, we talk about it, and, and we talk about how, how this, you know, this, we are lucky in, in many ways and everything, and, and we can try to look at it in a, in a positive light. But, but. I mean, yeah, I've, there's tons more things to worry about and, and that I'm concerned about, but this was just one thing that I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about at the moment. I mean, th- there are some days that I, not truly, but I'm like, sometimes I'm like, I want it to stay like this a little longer. Some days, some moments. Right. When we're like reading a book, or we're really connected and we're having a, plays going well and everyone's not having, um, everyone's regulated. Yeah. I'm like, this is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's just like, I'm like, am I doing, cause I, I'm not taking any time for myself. 
um, which is, we got a little bit of that because Lucinda only went to school nine hours a week. Right. And of that nine hours, we were with her <laughs> for uh, four and a half of it. Yeah. So she really was only at school for four and a half hours by herself. Yeah. Um, and then my son, he's so young, he's never not been without us. But the difference is I get to see them all day. But when I like leave to teach a class or something, like she just is so sad. Oh, yeah. And I can't imagine yeah. what it's going to be like at the end. Yeah. That kind of attachment, that kind of connection yeah. where, yeah. you know, we're just together all, every right. meal. Right. Yeah. Every exactly. walk, you know, with the dog, it's like we're together all the time. Yeah. So it's just such a different experience. So I don't know. I'm worried about the transition. Totally. Right. I mean, I wish we could wean it. You know what I mean? Go well, slow. Or, yeah, somehow let, like, the parents hang out at the school, like, when we drop them off longer. <laughs> like, like. Come to a co-op, baby. <laughs> right. <laughs> like yeah, it yeah, you'll be right. hanging out plenty. You I mean, don't have to ask to right. stay. They want you to stay. And then That's true. Well, when, you know, work. I mean, well, because my daughter's going to be starting a new school. She's going to be starting kindergarten. Maybe before she goes back. She might not go back to her preschool. Hopefully she will. We'll you know we'll see when that is. So that that's kind of I think that's that's where a little bit of the anxiety comes in because that's a that's a big jump. Um. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. I felt like I came across as like not uh not feeling what you're feeling. I I I know what you mean. I I think um in like in the run up to this time uh. Roxy was like very not into me, you know, oh. like we were having like a no daddy, get out daddy oh. kind of thing. Yeah. And now like this kind of forced compression, she's, she's gotten more into hanging out with me, oh, good. you know, like still if, if Mary's around, it's, you know, she wants mom, yeah. but, um, but we have been like a little bit closer and uh it's i i do hear you that like it will be i i would be i'm afraid that once if things get back to normal or whatever mm-hmm. normal looks like and we're sending her out of the house to for childcare and things like mm-hmm. that then what's that going to mean for our dynamic because you know is it just going to kind of like put more emphasis back on on mom right. you know because when she comes home, there will always be two of us, you know, versus like we're trying to kind of split days right now. Mm-hmm. So like I take her for half the day and Mary takes her for the other half of the day again, because we are so fortunate to be in the position to to not have to be on the real front lines of this thing. Yeah. Well, I like to think that it's that this time that you are spending together, I, I even though she is young, I, I think it'll still stick with her. And she'll pro- she'll remember the good moments that she you better got. remember all the fucking forts I'm making. The... I mean, oh yeah, we're Your making forts are great, and we're making obstacle courses. And okay. can I tell you, I was like, let's make an obstacle course. And so, uh, we I built one, and you know, it was like out of couch cushions. She had to like climb over something, mm-hmm. climb up a thing, jump off a thing into some pillows, and this and that. And I was like, Roxy, you like your obstacle course? And she goes. I love my popsicle horse. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that is the perfect, 
That's adorable. Yeah. That's adorable. Yeah. And so now every day she's like, I want to make a popsicle horse. <laughs> and I'm like, I think that's my next tattoo. Oh, my yeah. first tattoo. Your first, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. don't have a tattoo? Not a one, no. Do you have a tattoo? You look like John? you might. No, I don't. I don't have a tattoo. Oh. But like, you look like you might have one, Matt. But like in a dumb place, like my ankle. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like a guy who's just like, no, I've only got one little bit of ink. It's just on my ankle, and it's my mom's initials or something. <laughs> uh, Mark, you don't have your mom's initials tattooed, do you? <laughs> No, it, no, no my mom's initials only... are SS. So I, no. Oh, yeah, you definitely <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. You probably don't want those. Yeah. She draws with lightning bolts. Right, you yeah, no, you yeah. can't do that. No, no, no. no. Are we uh, the only podcast that exists where all members don't have a tattoo? Must be. I mean, it's got to be an yeah. award. You should put that in the notes. Mm-hmm. As yeah, a, show notes. If you had to get one, what would you get? If you had to get a tattoo, anyone. Mm. I think my um, my tattoo pick. I've thought about getting some of these sort of like gibberish words that Roxy. Oh yeah, says yeah. tattooed. Yeah, she had a thing like one of her, like one of the things she used to say when she was very little was Casalubi, and we have no idea what Casalubi was. Or anything. Like, we have no idea what it is. And even now, we're like, Roxy, do you remember when you say Casalubi? And because she's two, she's like, yeah. And I'm like, what does Casalubi mean? And she goes, Casalubi. (laughs) 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 And so I just, part of me wants to, like, never forget Casalubi. And so just, like, have that tattooed somewhere on my body so that, like, when I'm, you know, if I make it to 80, when I'm 80, I can just be like, my daughter used to say this gibberish oh. word, Kesselubi, and we never found out what it was. It's like Rosebud. It's her Rosebud. Yeah. That's sweet. What would you get, Mark? I don't know. I would just, probably my kids' initials somewhere. Or I would put lipstick on them and have them kiss my neck and uh, have, a t- <laughs> <laughs> have a tattoo of that, because I've seen a lot of that on the, in the NBA, and that looks pretty cool. No, I would yeah, just... Yeah. No. <laughs> I think Are you sure it's their kids who put on lipstick? No, it's not. It's probably their, their, their you know, their spouses or, or whatever. No, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> it's probably the spouses or the mistresses. Yeah. <laughs> be a hard one. Uh, what about you, Johnny? I don't know. I mean, I've been on the fence for a long time. I'm from the land of tattoos. Everyone had t- tattoos where I'm from in high school. Oh. Um, oh, wow. Oh, my covered God. in tattoos. Really? Yeah, even in high school, I just remember, I was just, I, you know, I was like, how'd you get that tattoo? They're like, I ah, used to go down to the shore, do it, they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> My friend Joey Fasanella got a, um, a fuchsia, um, he got a fuchsia Chinese lettering calligraphy on his neck wow. that was str- meant strength. And mm. I'm like, I don't think that looks like, I don't think that is. And I was like, did you talk to anyone who, you know, reads the language? And he's like, no, nah, it's, it's what it is. And I'm pretty sure uh, it, it's not. I haven't, I've lost touch with him. But um, yeah, a lot of bad tattoos where I'm from. Some people actually got their own name. Can we, find, can, we find, can we find his Instagram? I have it. To... I know him. I could, probably, I could probably hit him up. Let's see if we can get the tattoo and get it in the hands of somebody who can translate it. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. Um, but I've seen so many bad tattoos. I'd probably get something related to like my dad. 
I don't know. I feel like he 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 he's he's he deserves a tattoo. Yeah. Um, I would be covered in tattoos probably if I had the option. I always really? wanted to get them. My sister is covered in tattoos. Oh, interesting. Yeah, you won't even. You know, do, my brother. Do any of her tattoos have anything to do with you or your family? Nothing. Oh. They have nothing to do with me. Oh. They have a lot to do with Harry Potter. Oh, okay. I think. Or manga comic she likes. Oh. I hope you're listening, Teresa. There's nothing, but there probably is something, and she's gonna call oh, yeah. me and be like, "John Michael, I have do your, you even know? I have your face. Do you even know, <laughs> John Michael, John Michael. My, the infinity tattoo on my wrist means it symbolizes the love we have for each other. <laughs> <laughs> probably, but I would probably get something like that. Um, and like, I have a lot of nicknames for my daughter. I'd kind of maybe create some artwork based on that mm-hmm. and get some of those. And uh, yeah, maybe Lanford, once we start talking a little bit more, mm-hmm. I'd get something for him. And my wife, I would just get like a, I'm serious. I always wanted a pinup tattoo of my wife on like my forearm. Oh, wow. Like a straight up pinup yeah. tattoo of my wife, like a, like right on my forearm. Wow. Just, you know, don't want to get too into it. No. But yeah, I'd really. <laughs> but like if, I mean, you're I'm putting doing yourself doing in a it. position where like everyone's going to be like, dude. Who's the babe on your arm? And you'd be like, don't talk about my wife like that. No, I'd be like, that's my wife. <laughs> that's my wife. Back off. She's, no, I'd be like, I'm so lucky. Can you believe yeah. it? <laughs> a guy like me winds up with a girl like this tattoo. <laughs> I'd be so happy. I go out of my way to show, show, to point out who my wife is. I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah. My, that's my wife. Can you believe yeah. it? It's ridiculous. <laughs> Since I was 17. Yeah. I look like a guy who could give bad directions to yeah. teenagers in a car. <laughs> who would have thought the gas station attendant winds up with the intelli- this beautiful woman? But uh, it's true, only in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so my topic is not really like particularly COVID related. Um, it's just that we are so. Roxy's potty trained, and uh, she doesn't sleep through the night without a diaper. But mm-hmm. we are trying, like, I, I guess since the quarantine started, so what, like three, four weeks, her nighttime sleep has gotten really bad. Mm-hmm. So when this all started, we all, we all got a cold, like, right before they closed her school. Um, and it was basically. Uh, it took us like three weeks to shake that cold because then we were all inside around each other and we just kept handing it around. Um, and she was crying a lot in the middle of the night and so we started going in because we felt like she was sick and now we think maybe we established some bad patterns because she's waking up all the time. But she's also waking up and saying, I need to go to the bed. Ba- you know, I need to go potty. I need to go poop. I need to go pee. I need to go potty. I need to go poop. And we're ch- we're a little torn about whether whether taking like whether we should kind of like honor that you know we've trained her to now want to go in a John, mm-hmm. and she's not she's waking up because she has an urge to go. Sometimes she does, and sometimes she doesn't. Right. So, like, sometimes you feel like, ah, she burned me, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and other nights you're like, oh, I'm glad I took her to the toilet because she needed to go to the bathroom. And it's good that she's aware because 
We want her to be aware so that she can sleep through the night eventually. Mm-hmm. And so you guys both have older kids. So I, I guess I'm just not sure what to do because we can't, you know, we don't want to just have a pattern of until she's old enough to make it through the night where, like, we're going to go in every time because what if she needs to go to the john? You know? Yeah. Well, you... I'm also, yeah. I mean, I just want to talk to you about the use of the term John. I didn't want to bring that up, but. Uh... The toilet. It's, oh, she's um... peeing in your mouth. You didn't know that? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was, I was, uh, I was like, someone's, I wake up in the morning, I'm like, someone's yeah. not social no. distancing. <laughs> huh. There's no way you can do this from six feet. I got to get new mouthwash. Yeah. Um, I, but but uh, Mark, what were well, you going to say? Like my, my son would do that as we were getting him to bed because he, he doesn't, uh, he wears underwear to bed. Um, but um, really? Yes. And Whoa. he, but he, yeah, at first he would always be like, oh, I have to go, I have to go potty. I have to use the mat. I have to, I'm just kidding. Um, I have to use the, <laughs> I have to use the potty. <laughs> I have to. I have to go go potty, and I would take him, and this would be like, like a half hour after we we put him down. He would get up, and I'd be like, "Okay, now now we're gonna get back in bed." And he goes, "I have to go potty again." I'm like, "Oh, okay, all right, great." And then we would do this like three or four times, and sometimes he would just like sit there and not do anything, and then he would go go back in the bed. And at one time, I think I after he went, I think I just said. After he said, I have to go potty. I'm like, no, we're not going to go potty. Not right now. You just went. And then he, would, then he said, um, then I want a drink of water. I said, no, we're not going to have a drink of water. He's like, um, then I'm hungry. And they were just like listing all the things. So, yeah, it, it, is, it is part of it. They want to get out of being in the bed. And that is kind of an excuse. I feel like maybe give her one or two times and one time a night in the middle of the night where you do actually take her to the, the bathroom. I mean, is she doing it more than once in the night? Um, it, dep- it depends. Usually, usually not more than once. I mean, she's, she's sort of saying like, I need to go poop. And then you go pick her up, take her to the toilet. And then she'll say, uh, you know, you sit there for a few minutes yeah. and you go, do you need to go? And then she's like, no, sing me a song in my crib. Oh, she actually says, she's... sing me a song in my quibby. Oh, you have to. Yeah, you have to. She just says it like that. Yeah. I know. I know. Oh. It's, I mean, like, I, I feel like Lucinda went through that stage of wanting to get out just to, to extend the time together. Yeah. And we were about 50% success rate. Um, she also, we never slept. I don't think she ever slept. Once she started being potty trained, she never slept with pull-ups or anything like that. Um, but um, maybe that's maybe we just take the pull-up. I don't know. Well, maybe, if she maybe is, take the pull. Yeah. Maybe take away the pull-ups. If she's waking right, up. So she has onus. She's waking up. And another thing we did was like we kind of met it, made it so that if she really had to go, she can get out. She's in a, your rocks is in crib. But she's we still made in the crib. So, yeah. We made it so that she can get to the bathroom herself. Yeah, if she really had to go, or put a put a little potty we, in her room too, like a little. Uh, yeah, you could put a potty in the room, like one of those baby Bjorn potties. Yeah, and yeah. or 
set up the room so that she can get like everything's lit enough that she can get to the bathroom, have a stool, have it all set up that if she really yeah. had to go and you couldn't get there. We did that and I think she felt more empowered uh, at the time. But yeah, I mean like constantly like, you know, <laughs> one time she came, like, this is like three weeks ago she came and listen, I'm not the pinnacle of kids sleeping through the night. My kids don't sleep pretty well. She does okay, but she came out and I'm like, what do you need? And she goes, I just want to, just want to look at the plants. Just want to make sure the plants are all good. I walk around and just look at all the plants. And she starts walking around and inspecting the plants. And she goes, "This is good. <laughs> this is good. This is dry." <laughs> and just, <laughs> just watched in amazement That's as so she cute. was. It was an amazing stall, and you know, we remembered we were parents and we had to get her back in bed. Right. But I just watched yeah. it happen for about ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Our our first stab at this has our first like thing because we were like we just need to like we wanted to like shake it up a little bit, so the first thing we've tried to do is, you know, she goes to bed, depending on the night between like seven and eight, <clears throat> and then when we're going to bed, we are taking her to the toilet, right, then so like we're kind of getting her up. Yeah, yeah, we've done, we, we've done stuff like that. Yeah. And being like, now's the time, and then putting her back in to try to just get her out of the, the, you know, hopefully if she has to go, she'll go then, and then she won't feel the urge to wake up. Yeah. Um, and it sort what of her, it worked the first night, and then it didn't work the second night. So, I don't know. What is her drinking, what is her, like, her ritual? Like, I kind of oh, stop. just vodka, man, you know? She's just like... <laughs> We kind of stop girl. the we kind of stop the liquid intake around. Uh, are you serious about the vodka? That's your problem, Matt. Oh, I shouldn't be giving a two year old lemon drops. Well, is it? Is it <laughs> oh, it's mixers, Matt. No, no. Well, uh, what? She doesn't like it straight. Uh, well, the mixers is a sugar in itself. Will keep oh, the kid up. Oh no! I thought I was doing better by not giving her the German chocolate cakes anymore. No. Oh, no, <laughs> that's that's a terrible shot. <laughs> I, used shot I used to serve that all the time, all the time. Yeah, and people would be people would always tell me how to make it. I'm like, I know how to make it. When I was a bartender, but, how do you um, <laughs> make it? How do you make it? I was thinking about uh, this the other night. San uh, Citron uh, Citron Vodka, uh, Frangelica, Lemon Slice, a uh, little sugar on the Lemon Slice. So if you the really hits home when you shoot it. And then you take, a, you take the lemon. The lemon makes yeah. the chocolate. What's Frangelico? What is it again? It's a it's a hazelnut liqueur. Oh, delicious! It's that woman. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's yeah. great. Little bit of Frangelica. So give that to your kid. Yeah, you know, I think, yeah. Just rub it on her gums. <laughs> I think just get her used to having a cutoff with the liquid. Yeah, that that does at help. Like six thirty, right? Drink all the water you want up to six thirty. If the bedtime's at seven, and before she gets into her bath. Like, that's it. This is the time to pee. And then there's kind of try to like not say you can't have water, but like kind of hide the water bottle, dissuade the water. Yeah. And and then it's empty. Like they'll empty out in a half hour. And then they'll be, you know, and if they do have to pee, it's going to be weird because they shouldn't have to pee Um, and give them access to a water bottle if they need to. But yeah, that's kind of we kind of got it up. A liquid schedule, and that helped. Do your kids have water bottles by the bed? No, my daughter does. Yeah. Oh, we do, we stopped doing that because my kids kept peeing in their beds. 
So what we would do? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> well, yeah, they would just it's gonna happen to me now because I we did it recently. Oh. So well, what we did, like, yeah, we cut off the water at around really like right after dinner, and then we have them go potty before bath, then once before bed, and then if they are thirsty, I bring them a tiny cup, uh, with just a like a centimeter of water. And just to, right, just right. to kind of like, okay, here you go. Then they drink it, and then that's it. But sometimes when, so, for some reason, if I'm not looking, and they do like sneak into the kitchen and find their water and start drinking, I'm like, no, you know what's going to happen. Right. But uh, no. yeah, it's like, yeah, <laughs> slow motion. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, yeah, this, yeah, the cutting off the water intake, intake that, that helps. Okay. So I'm good. Oh, all right. My topic is truth. Damn. Um, wow. Booyah, no, Grandma. No. Yeah, no, it's truth. Because I'm finding truth to be a tricky thing. Like, I always want to tell my daughter the truth. Uh, I did. Mm. <laughs> um, and, you know, I did. I think I worked out death pretty well. I think I worked about like my thoughts on religion mm-hmm. pretty well. And now I'm worried that how much truth I tell uh, is just going to create more fear and anxiety. Because sometimes she's having these real questions mm-hmm. and we tell truth to a certain extent of like, well, we're all inside during cozy days. We call it cozy days um, because there's a, there's, a, there's a cold out there. And it's making people sick, and we don't want to get sick, and we don't want to get other people sick. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she's asking more questions about how danger, like how dangerous it is. I think. Oh, really? She says sometimes she was playing with her brother, and she's like, "You can't come in because you're sick, and you'll you'll hurt us all." And I'm like, Ugh. So I'm having a hard time with truth and truth in general. Like sometimes. You know, I told the truth, like, you know, she wasn't going to the bathroom. She's like holding on to her poops. And I was like, if you hold on to your poops, you're going to get sick. Like, it's going to be bad for your body. And she's like, oh, really? And I'm like, oh, I mean, it would probably, probably be okay. Yeah. You'll probably be fine. But yeah, I, I, I'm having a hard time negotiating the truth because I'm not trying to give consequences. Not consequences. It's just like reality um, about, you know why she can't go to the parks and why she can't do mm-hmm. things. And I think that's lasted me for a month, this idea of this cold, but I think it's coming to a head now insofar as like, she really wants to know. I, I feel like it. She's not saying it directly because she's very smart and she'll like, she'll go around the bush about mm-hmm. stuff. She'll, instead of asking for a banana, she goes, wish we had something soft, <laughs> something that would feel sweet. <laughs> Do you want a banana? A banana. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yes, I think I would. I was like, just ask me for a banana. But she's going around about way of asking questions about this. And I, I don't, I've just noticed it in the last few days. So what do you do? Have you at all, I mean, Mark, you have two kids at very, I mean, I have two kids at very different um, cognizant levels. Mm-hmm. But you have two kids who are very cognizant at different mm-hmm. levels. Like, what have you explained i've never asked you this what have you explained 
to your kids as far as what's going on, how, what level of truth and what level of comfort, or as my wife used to call, therapeutic lie. Ooh, and that's have a good you given yeah. the kids. Yeah, it's good, right? Well, Arlo, he he'll be three in June. He 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 doesn't. It's not on his radar. He's not worried about anything. Uh, him and Eden, they do. Who's uh, she's five and a half. They do play. They do play that one of them is sick a lot lately, probably because of what they what they hear sometimes. Um, but they play it and they they move on to other things um but yeah he's he doesn't ask questions really um also we've been home the whole time so he he we haven't ha- he hasn't seen that many people with masks on or anything like that cuz we've just been in our house or in the backyard um but my daughter uh my daughter does ask questions and we kind of yeah we kind of go along with it's it's a cold and we're protecting people who um who can get sick easily and we want to make sure we're safe and I, like my my wife and I we kind of inch a little bit more uh, closer to the actual truth um but only when Eden is asking questions um so, yeah, I mean, there's, uh, I have no answer for it because I don't know what, I, sometimes I don't, I don't really know what she's thinking or if she is really scared or if she mm. if, is just curious. So I, I, I don't know. I've yeah. been making Roxy watch the president's briefings start to finish. That's- <laughs> Every day, and I, I say, I know you want to watch Storybots, but no, we're gonna watch. And she sit, and she sits there. She's like, I'm gonna take it within this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, he sounds crazy. Um, I mean, you know, I, uh, I empathize. I think, uh, because I, you know, I only have one child, and she is not uh, at an age to really grasp much. But we've tried to be. I think, like you, honest to a point, and just say, like, you know, we've told her, like, the coronavirus. You know, we were initially we were saying, like, there's these germs that are going around, and they're really bad germs, and so we have to stay away from playgrounds, and we have to keep our distance from our friends, and you know, um, we just are going to spend a lot more time around our house. Um, and then, you know, and then uh, I th- I feel like Mary read something that said, like. Just t- just tell tell them what's going on, um, and so we've been saying, you know, we've been calling it the coronavirus, and, um, and she seems to sort of like get it to some degree. Like you know, she will say like because of the germs, and we're like, mm-hmm. yeah, because of the germs, you know. Um, I don't, you know, but she's not at an age to grab like to to wrap to to fear an invisible thing you know Mm -hmm. so uh, i feel for you john i think you know i feel like my instinct would be to continue to be as on to be honest because she knows she knows the difference between a virus and a bacteria roxanne my daughter (laughs) really oh (laughs) yeah so like we told her it was a virus and she like was like a virus and i'm like yeah she's like not a bacteria and i was like oh Oh my god 
because we have a we have like some books about the differences of like how the immune system oh. works and stuff. So I was like, oh crap. Yeah. <laughs> I never should have bought that are. book about the immune right. system. Ugh. Actually, no, I should have. But um, yeah, I think we're trying to be honest. I guess we should call it COVID nineteen or coronavirus. We haven't we, we haven't, haven't done been. that. We have not even mentioned it by its no, name. We I I no. I don't know. Maybe I was af- we're afraid of of them being afraid of that word. I think because that's a new word, and and sometimes new can be scary. But germs and maybe virus or sickness, those are all words that she knows, and I feel like she could handle better. But yeah, that's that's one thing we haven't been doing. I think I, I think I might try it now that you said that, Matt. I think I might just call it. Call it by its yeah. name, Voldemort. Yes. Mm-hmm. Will be called yeah. out. It's a Star Wars reference for uh, our listeners who don't know. Yeah, I guess. But. I mean, I, I think I, uh, I, I think you're doing the right thing. And I, uh, you know, as far as like ca- calling it by its its like proper name, I, you know, that's uh, obviously whatever you think is best. I guess I just feel like the being honest with your kids about what this is, because then you'll be able to be honest with them when it's over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or, or like when we get into like, you know, as to sort of go back to what Mark was saying, you know, like when we do send them back to school, like they might have to wear masks, you know? And, and if they do, and we haven't as parents like explained, what's going on they might not buy in in the same way mm-hmm. you know i don't know or they might not be as used to it or they might that, be more afraid you know yeah i don't know yeah oh, that's a good yeah, point yeah well yeah part of me w- wants like in 20 or 25 years for my daughter to be talking about this time with her friends and she'd be like oh yeah that was like i want her to have like this like Oh yeah, I don't really know what was going on. It was so fun though cuz I got to play all the time. It's like a, a part of me wants wants her to have like this idyllic idea of what what we're doing, but but also I mean that's we're past that. We know that's not you know, it's cuz she's she misses her friends and and I can tell I can tell it, it it's upsetting her a little bit. Uh, could you guys name one besides the forts? The forts are great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thanks. One small thing you do to enhance that idea that Mark talked about is about them looking back and reminiscing on this as a wonderful time. Like one, one a thing you do continuously, or something you've done during this time. Can you think about that? Uh, we did a science project with Roxy where we took some beans and we sprouted them and now we've planted them in the front yard and they are growing really fast and they it looks like they'll I mean you know as they grow they will grow over the we we put them up against the fence so they'll kind of climb along the fence um and hopefully become like just a bit and like grow uh, you know like grow a bunch of beans in our front yard mm-hmm. And my hope is that I, she's not going to remember, but 
if it's kind of helped spur a little something. Like, I think it's being home a lot has made us get out of some of our habitual patterns when it was like, well, she goes to school three days a week. So, you know, on these two days, we kind of just goof off. We just kind of goof around, which is fine for a two and a half year old. But now we're like trying to focus on let's take let's take out your letters and work on your letters versus like we bought you this toy you could play with it when you want you know mm-hmm. this letter toy is what i mean i well i think one thing my kids will get out of this and this also kind of pertains to john is that john and i our families live in a duplex and at the beginning of this we agreed that we are we are following all the rules um and we're helping each other out. And so I think just one of the magical things about this is at around 12 o'clock or 1 o'clock when Eden's done with her her school chats and stuff like that, she'll always, like, run out and just shout up to um, John's window. She'll shout out Lucinda's name and just, like, tell her what's going on. Sometimes Lucinda's not even there. She's not listening, but later like a couple a couple <laughs> but a couple minutes later maybe Lucinda will come out and she'll it's just and then they'll play in the backyard and they could play in the backyard for 3 hours or as long as we can and and I and I I think and there's kind of like a a nice system we have going here and and I think I think she's going to remember that she's going to remember that she still did get to have you know one special friend upstairs that she got to play with, which we are very fortunate for. I mean, in addition to her brother, uh, who, who I'm, she also has said that she's very lucky that she has him, which was made Alana and I cry a little bit when she said that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, yeah. I think, I think that was, that was, a, that's like a special, special thing that, and yeah, just the, the forts and the and the baking bread and and uh gardening and you know stuff yeah stuff that i i'm i hope to remember too cuz sometimes i can get a little bogged down in in what's going on like when i read uh, look at my phone too much so cool i'm ready for a pod I mean, yeah. family i want a pod family <laughs> oh man it's like, um, yeah, my daughter is just, she just says it. She says at the time, she goes, you know, even when I don't see her, I think about her really? <laughs> oh my all God. the time. And you're like, oh, she goes, I just, and yeah, it's, it's, she just runs down the side and she goes, sister. Yeah. And it's just, that's nice. You know, and she loves them both. She loves yeah. Arlo. She loves it. We're very, very fortunate. And also, I love how much our families are in agreement and on the same page and, trying to look out mm-hmm. for each other like is you know is 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 hold each other up and uh it's real mm-hmm. special it's like something i think i've gotten the most joy out of during mm-hmm. this time is this kind of like this extended family yeah. i mean we can talk food but i want to talk about your flower oh yeah i want to talk about your flower buy it's been like my my. It's been the best story that I tell all the family members really? that I Facetime with about. Yes, I, I will. Like I, I'm. 
I mean, my dad's like a New York City firefighter. If you've probably heard, he's kind of like a doomsday prepper. He built a Y2K closet. Like he's, he's <laughs> oh like, God. you know, he's, he's got like, what do they call this? The, uh, the rapture kitchens for Mormons. I mean, he always has something like that. So, but I've been, I, I bake a lot of, you know, listen, do you listen to the show? You will hear that I've baked a lot of sourdough before the right. pandemic. Yeah. In John's yeah. defense, <laughs> you went on your Instagram. <laughs> he went on his Instagram and he's like, see, I was doing this February 2019. 2019 think, is, is yeah, when I made my before. first sourdough loaf. But um, I, uh, I like just Googled where to get stuff. Like I got a CSA that's doing okay. I know Mark and a lot have some CSAs that do well. I've been looking in for stuff. But then um, I stumbled across this like organic flour if you buy it in bulk. And I bought like 150 pounds of it. 150 and, uh, <laughs> pounds of flour. It's, it's all different kinds of grain, which is good and bad because I have 50 pounds of rye, 50 pounds of wheat, 50 pounds of white. But it's forcing me to uh, work with different grains, which is better for you. Hmm. Um, if you do eat different grains, it's going to be better for your body. Uh, then you don't build like a... You don't. You have less of an issue. If you eat white flour <laughs> right, all the time, yeah. it could be a problem. Mm-hmm. But if you mix it up with rye and buckwheat and spelt, I mean, listen, I've cooked with millet, spelt, <laughs> buckwheat, rice, uh, rye, whole wheat, white whole wheat, all purpose, uh, high gluten, and bread flour since this pandemic hit. Yeah, and we should say and- that John is not hoarding, even though he has 150 pounds of flour. No, I'm not hoarding. He was. Taking flour that would have been uh, used from the industrial sort of like workplace oh, right. side he of didn't the market, go to the market, right? And like, clear it out. yeah, yeah, no, he didn't no. like clear out I, Trader Joe's. But also, he's baking no. for other people too. Yeah, I, I, le- I left two loaves out tonight for some friends. I left a loaf out, so yeah, I bake for other people. So out of the week, I make maybe like make twelve loaves. I'd say we keep about four of them. And then the rest go to other people who like want them or are sad or like had seen my Instagram post like, oh, I really want your bread. I'm like, I'll leave it in a paper bag. You come by and you could pick it up. And they do. And they're just so happy. And I also give them starter. Um, that comes from my mother's starter, which is a very old starter. And I split it. And then they could make sourdough themselves. And if they don't have flour, um, even before I got this bulk order i've been like getting it slowly but like i'll leave them enough to make a loaf and feed their starter but um i got this i got this flour from a a, a baking class place like a craft place called oh i guess should i say the name of it i uh, no, i won't but um essentially they sent out an email saying hey we want to keep our vendors in business and us in business if you want to put a bulk flour order in do this and you wait a few weeks and it'll come in on pallets and that's what i did and it was full social distancing. The woman was like, call me when you're here. And I called and they're like, great. She's like, I'm going to leave the store. And she would like walk into the parking lot and stand aside. She goes, are you John? I'm like, yep. She goes, go on in. And all the flour had been sitting for 12 hours. So no one touched it. And no one was in the store except for me. And that was a great way to pick up yeah. flour to bake for people. How much space does 150 pounds of flour take up? Uh, six, not that much. It's really not that much. It's, um, maybe, th- uh, two and a half about feet a baby's crib full, smaller than a baby's crib. That's why your son maybe is sleeping smaller. in 
in a in my a son sleeps now. on flour. No, it's 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 yeah. actually not that big. Three fifty pound bags. It sounds like so much flour, but it's really if a five pound bag of flour. It's only ten bags of flour. So imagine ten bags of flour. So imagine right, 30, yeah, pack, yeah, yeah. Uh, 30, 35 pound bags of flour. That's it. Who needs kettlebells? And you got flour. Yeah, I got flour. Oh, no, they were heavy. I lifted that. I was like, whew. I like put the, put the 150 pounds on my back and walked into the car. I was like, that's heavy. Uh, I was tired after <laughs> <laughs> I got to the car. But um, I bought like some uh, food safe containers and put them in there. And I'm going to try to bake with it as much as I can and uh, give away as much as I can and try different loaves as much as i can i made four different kind of loaves today i kept one of them so yeah am i i'm i'm pretty good at it how'd your bagels go how'd your bagels go you were making bagels oh bagels were good the bagels are good um i made a mistake with the volume in a sense of uh when i shaped them they weren't as thick as i wanted them but i they tasted fantastic but i just need to make them i want to make like a new york style bagel so i got to make them bigger bigger uh, essentially, didn't get enough rise, but they were still really good. Mark made a pizza bagel yeah. with his. They're perfect for uh, yeah, little like sandwich sandwiches or pizza bagels. And I made a hundred percent rye Eastern European loaf, and it looked amazing. And I took a bite of that, and I was like, "This is the most uh, disgusting bread uh, I've ever uh, had." <laughs> I threw it out, and then I made two more rye loaves after that were amazing, and I gave those away. And then tonight, I made for my wife her favorite. I made a rosemary. Parmesan lemon loaf. Wow. All with sourdough. Sounds good, man. You're, you're doing all right. I'm doing okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing that. And uh, yeah, that's, it's, it's, uh, that's kind of the contribution I have to the household <laughs> as far as my wife always says, like, we got nut butter and bread. We'll, we'll survive the <laughs> right. pandemic. But that's my, my contribution. My food has been that. Um, so what, what have you been making, Matt Hobby? Uh, lot. I've we've been cooking a lot, and as you guys know, we don't have a dishwasher. Um, and I so I forgot that. I don't. I forgot about that. It's not something. I don't I'm think like, about it that much about whether or not you have a dishwasher. But now, well, I gather. You know, I gather my family yeah. around when we load the dishwasher and go. Okay, yeah. kid, just come, yeah, honey, right. come here. Uh, I just like to as we enjoy this luxury. There's people who are not there's as luxury. People who don't have dishwashers. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But uh, basically. I'm trying to, I've, you, you know, we like to cook and we like to cook fancy and, and stuff like that. And so we, they do. Um, yeah, w- w- but it's just too, like, it's too much to when it's every day and all the dishes pile up all over the oh, day. Um, so I've been working, I've been trying to get more and more towards like one pot stuff, one pot meals. You know, instant pot. We definitely have an instant pot, and uh, yeah, I just made. Um, you know, I joined. A, I I am a part of a bean club, and that helps. Bean club. Oh yeah, bean, bean club. Bean clubs are cool. Yeah, so I'm almost through my bean club beans, and uh, the but the funny thing is, is like everybody who went into panic mode, um, basically like dried out this bean club. Like oh, a right. store, like this online s- distributor called Rancho Gordo. Oh, very yeah. fancy beans, um, very nice heirloom beans. And so, actually, that's part of the reason that I planted the beans with Roxanne was we took two of the beans from these heirloom varieties and planted them in the front yard so that we can grow hopefully our own beans and then 
you know, yeah. I mean, it'll be like nine months before we have beans we could eat from that. But, um, yeah, working on making good beans. That's my contribution. I tried uh, when I tried recreating Dr. Prager's uh, spinach littles um, that you would find at the in your grocer's freezer um, for my kids. Uh, the, the dinosaur shape and everything, and the I I just kind of threw together whatever we had in the fridge, so I put an egg and some milk, I think, and some there was cabbage in the fridge and spinach and breadcrumbs. <laughs> what and garlic powder. And then I just kind of... Was it good? And and what did I do? I kind of formed it into a patty, and I fried it on the, on the stove, and she loved it. And she oh. ate it. She ate all of them. And I thought it was just because we didn't, we didn't have any of those, and, and they used to eat those all the time, that and pupusas, but we haven't been really able to get those things. But... uh. And I was just so proud of myself that I could do that. And then the next day, I'm like, okay, well, I'll just do this again. But I did not, I didn't have all the same ingredients because that was all just like leftover stuff. So when I, when I tried recreating it with completely different things, it just did not work. It kind of, it just came out like a, like a watery green pancake kind of thing. And, uh, I even tried cutting them into the shape that, like, Dr. Prager would cut them in. I don't know if he personally cuts them, but I would cut them into, like, a dinosaur or a child or a star, and that still didn't do it. So um, I had that one day that she enjoyed what I, what I made. <laughs> so, but, and then even to, and then I, I put them back in the freezer thinking she'll eat them another day. And this was like a couple weeks ago. And then today I brought them out again and she didn't eat them either. And she said, Daddy, I, I don't like these. And I said, okay. All right. Did, so you, did she say, I, I would like them if you were a doctor? <laughs> right. But we all make the, the man on the mistake. box is not Mr. Prager. That's okay. True. I know. <laughs> I was way out of my league. I went to eight years of school to get that DR on that box. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And, uh, you know, last, we, of course, hope everyone out there is well and safe and happy. And um, if you are on your phones as much as uh, certainly I am, I don't know about you guys, but certainly I am. You can always yeah. follow us on uh, Instagram at dad.scraps. Or if you want to drop us a voicemail, um, tell us how you're getting through these days, please do. We would love to hear from you, dads, moms. I mean, you know, have your kids call in. I don't care. Uh, anchor.fm slash dadscraps. So once again, uh, I'm Matt Hobby. I'm John Lavelle. And I'm Mark Saul. Thanks for listening to Dad Scraps, everybody. Take care. Keep social distancing. Please. Even if you're in Georgia, 